If you're a really good listener to local music, you've probably already heard Matthew Powers and his project Midnight Review Presents. And if you've bought any of Matt's tapes, you've probably seen the visual aspect of what he does. That visual art is on display this month at the Blankstein Gallery at the Millennium Library. His Drips and Drops exhibit showcases his multimedia works in an observance of natural flow and overlapping aesthetic textures. And if you like that art speak, you should head on down to the library and check out the show. It's free and it runs until the end of the month. Again, that's Drips and Drops, an art exhibit by Matthew Powers at the Millennium Library's Blankstein Gallery on the second floor. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, for people who are regular listeners to the show, I think you you have an idea of sort of the uh, the wide range of, of genres that I like to talk about on the podcast. And I mean, you know, I have my favorite genres, of course, and I try I often get a lot of artists in those in those areas. But one of the cool things about doing the show for as long as I have is it lets me reach out into some genres of music that I haven't really delved into that much and one of those maybe surprisingly is is pop i mean i listen to a lot of a lot of different stuff but but pop really has never been one of sort of my genres of choice so i it, it's one of the things that i've sort of developed more of an interest in and more kind of knowledge of it uh, just through the course of doing the podcast but the guest on this episode is someone who definitely has a lot of pop in his sound and i think that the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what you do as an artist yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show here, Sam. Uh, my name's Garrett Nealis, and I uh, am a Winnipeg-born pop rock artist. Uh, born and raised in Winnipeg, lived there for 30 years of my life, and just recently moved out here to Toronto. Um, but definitely excited to kind of chat about, you know, the experience that I had in the music industry in Winnipeg, which yeah. was phenomenal. Um, and and kind of share some of the cool stories of of how I got into it and uh, in, you know in a relatively smaller pop market which is Winnipeg. Well, and I think that's that's part of what I was just saying too is that like you know one of the reasons that pop has never really been that much on my radar other than just sort of knowing the big mainstream pop hits just through osmosis but is because winnipeg doesn't really have that much of a pop scene i mean stuff like country and folk and punk rock and metal a lot of these genres are huge in winnipeg but just kind of more straight ahead pop music it seems like there isn't really much of a of a scene for it so is that part of the reason you moved to toronto yeah definitely and you know i think that if you look back historically on some of the bigger pop rock acts that have come out of uh canada like you know, or Winnipeg specifically, like, you know, I'd even consider something like Burton Cummings and the Guess Who, you know, sure. that's a pop, that is popular rock, you know, that is commercial rock there. And 
Um, you know, obviously they cut their teeth starting in Winnipeg, but they they had to go to where their market was. And, you know, not that there isn't a, a pop rock market in, in Winnipeg. There's just not as it's not as, uh, you know, present as as like a Toronto or a Montreal. Sure. Um, uh, and certainly that was kind of the reasoning behind my move out here is to continue to build a fan base out here, start spreading throughout Canada and, uh, and, you know, take it to the next level, Nashville, LA type, uh, type areas. Cool. Cool. So what, what sort of prompted the decision, uh, to move out there? Because like you said, you, you know, you, you born and raised in Winnipeg, spent obviously, uh, most of your life here. What sort of, uh was the spark to say finally i'm going to toronto this is this is what's happening yeah man i so that's a great question so just to give you kind of a background on things i i did the scene in winnipeg for uh, i'd say probably 10 12 years just playing five six seven nights a week at yeah. every bar every private party that you you could possibly do and um, through it all, even playing covers was able to build uh, a pretty solid fan base and, and following, and you know more so importantly relationships, friends, you know, and uh, um, people that I'd never meet if I wasn't doing what I was doing, and uh, that all kind of culminated at uh, I put on an EP release show at Park Theater last November, and that was kind of the big coming out party in Winnipeg. Okay. And, of uh, playing my original music on on the grand stage and uh, we actually sold it out which was uh, a pretty cool you know thing for a first time ep release and at that point you know it as much as winnipeg will always be home and you know i'm always gonna it's it's always gonna feel like coming home playing those big shows in winnipeg um at that point i knew that you know, I, I wanted to create something like I had in Winnipeg out in um, a much more saturated pop rock market like Toronto. Is there a, a big learning curve to coming to somewhere like Toronto and then, and then you know, basically starting from scratch? Like you said, you've built up an audience in Winnipeg. People people had an idea of, of who you were, what you did, just over that like kind of a relentless playing shows, right? And now you're here and you're, you're did you have to start from, from zero or did you already have uh, some ins in Toronto as far as uh, in those relationships like you mentioned? Yeah, no, good question. Yeah, so it there, there definitely is and continues to be a learning curve with, you know, I think something as simple as just the, the pace out here in Toronto and just the way that you have to be able to move at a certain pace is um, is a learning curve. You know, the the industry is a little bit different out here as well. Um, you know, it's it's interesting in Winnipeg. You can kind of get away with playing every week or or you know once a month, and and out here you, you kind of see more acts like that are keeping the bullet in the chamber. You know, they play once a year or oh. maybe twice a year. Um, and and then go take the take the show outwards at the different little districts of Ontario. So it's it's a really cool thing to to kind of navigate. But to answer your second question, yeah, it it is like starting over. And you know, the first three four months since I moved out here was basically just you know cold reaching out to people and uh, and trying to form some networks and and just trying to find my way into the music community. Um, and I think that, you know, 
as much as I don't want to downplay just being a genuine good person and, and somebody that's fun to be around. Cause that is really important. And that's the most important piece, but I think having an actual ability to navigate your way around a studio and be able to carry a tune, you know, you know, being refined with your craft goes a long way out sure. here too. Um, you know, talent sees talent, uh, or game respects game, however you want to, you want to put it. And, and there's nothing more true than that, than, than out here in Toronto, for sure. There's, uh, people won't have a lot of time with you if you're kind of faking it out here. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to know what you're doing and, and that's definitely been a big learning curve. It's definitely motivated me to double down on, on everything that I'm doing to, uh, to make sure that I'm, you know, I've, it's at the top of my game. So yeah, yeah. Do do you feel like you're there yet, or do you feel like there's still some some steps to climb uh, to be at the top of your game? I, I don't think like I'm the type of person I'll never feel like I'm there. Um, but that's the fun in it. Sure. I, I really find. So I mean, even little things like um, my girlfriend out here is a is a classically trained singer and a really great musician. Um, and she's kind of developed these vocal exercises that I now have on my voice notes and every day, uh, you know, for half an hour, just whether it's in transit to work or wherever I can, you know, it's every single day doing these little vocal exercises to, um, just, just to like really create that muscle memory. And yeah. then, you know, as much, as much studio time I can get or as much time I can spend, you know, in my own studio recording, producing, just refining the skills. Um, those are all things that like I put into my daily schedule every single day so that it's just, it's the consistency that that's, that's how you're going to, you know, play the long game. Right. Sure. And I've just found that that's, that's helped me level up so much as an artist It's just, making it every single day habits no matter how shitty i feel or um you know how however bad i want to do anything but that it's just like no just just do it like that's that's how you're going to find your way in this in this city i don't think there's enough to wash me clean
what is um has has, has living in Toronto? Uh, I, again, I know it's it's a relatively new thing, right? Like you you said, you have, it wasn't that long ago that you moved, but has it had a noticeable impact on your songwriting or on just sort of how you approach music? Just just being in a different community, being in a a different situation again, where you're starting off sort of from scratch and new people, new places. So yeah, I don't. I, I can't really say whether it's the environment or just myself as a as a person that's kind of changing. Yeah. But I, I I'd like to think that you know you're a function of your environment, right? And I think getting outside the you know getting outside of that circumference of area where you're so close to your parents and friends and and that that comfort that safety net that's that's so great. But pushing outside those boundaries has really changed me as a person. It's it's forced me to figure things out, become a problem solver. Yeah. And I definitely think that that's bled into my songwriting and um, and just experimentality with the music. Um, whereas, you know, in previous years and, and even the stuff up to now, it's, you know, I'm very proud of it. But I look back and it's like, okay, you know, this is a great foundational piece, but it's in the box. It's, 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 um, I think there's places where I played it safe and yeah. uh, and now now we're kind of getting to a point with the music that uh, I'm really excited about some of these new pieces that are going to be coming out in 2024 because they're very experimental um, while still in the carrying that pop rock DNA and that commerciality to it. And uh, it's uh, it's just a really exciting kind of venture for me to be in. How do you how do you balance that? Because I mean, usually experimental and and commercial are two words that really kind of clash, right? They don't they don't seem to go together very well. So how do you sort of uh, have an equal measure of of that that pop rock DNA, like you said, and then also you know being able to experiment and and, and try new things that maybe are outside of your comfort zone or or aren't as safe as what you were doing here in Winnipeg. Right, right. So I I always kind of like to look at it from the listener standpoint of the. Um, for lack of a better term, uneducated mu- musical ear, which we all were at some point. Sure. We all had to train ourselves. So I, I go back to like, when was when was the most enjoyable time for me listening to music from a pure listenership standpoint? And that was when I was young, uh, didn't know anything about, you know, production, chord structures, whatever. I wasn't analyzing anything. And so I like to kind of write my songs from that point of view of like what makes sense to 99% of the listeners out there um you know let's not try and confuse them with breaking into different time signatures or or throwing in some sort of dissonant chord that's going to be you know perceivably to their ear out of sort yeah. um to the rest of the to the rest of the picture so i like to from a songwriting standpoint starting out with the song keep it simple um, you know, does it ca- pass the campfire test? Is it something that you can remember on first listen? That's really important to me. And I think that that starts to formulate the DNA of a good pop song, something that's, you know, repeatable, easy to remember, relatable. Then when we take that, you know, formula, start to throw it into, you know, in, into the, the DAW or whatever you're working in, um, that's where I'm talking about getting more experimental okay. is like, okay, where can we take this in terms of sound, sonic atmosphere, you know, different instruments, even playing different parts that I've never had in songs. Um, and, and how can we, you know, really take this to a new level of excitement where, you know, things are happening, maybe not 
upfront in the music where you can even detect it, but things are happening that are just creating this, this world that the listener can now enter into. And those were the worlds that I used to live in, like when sure. I first started listening to music. So I think it's more experimental from a, from a sonic atmosphere. Well, I think that's an interesting way of, of looking at experimental too, because I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people hear experimental and they do think, you know, dissonant chords or, or some kind of weird time signatures happening. But again, you're, you're playing pop rock, you're playing music that, that has that sort of universal appeal, right? So you don't want to get, too, you don't want to get too crazy with having a discordant no. sax solo in the middle of a song and then like someone breaking a plate and they're in front of the mic. Right. But yeah. <laughs> um, I like what you said about the, the campfire test. Is that, is that sort of the, uh, how how you write your songs like do you write very stripped down uh something that's can be played you know on an acoustic guitar at a campfire yeah it, it depends it's it, it, i don't have a specific formula of how i write songs to, to be quite frank like every single song i've written has started almost with a different um you know a different structure of how i approach it but for the most part, the majority of my writing is done on an acoustic guitar and 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 singing. Um, so yeah, when I say campfire test, the the thing that I really that I really always go back to is can somebody repeat that back, or can somebody whistle that hook or sure. hum you know, that part back to you, and and can they remember it after the first listen? Like, there's so many great songs. Um, of all time that you know don't have anything necessarily special about the songwriting or or the uh you know the production nature like trying to think of a current song like something like watermelon sugar by harry styles you know it's 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 a great song don't get me wrong but there's nothing so fantastic about the vocals or lyrics like an adele type thing but right. yet you remember exactly what those words are to the chorus and um, and to me, that's that's a really big thing is are people, you know, catching on with this and, and are they remembering this from first listen? Um, to me, it, it, it's all kind of related back to the live show. When I play live, I want everybody singing those words back uh, and, and I want that crowd participation. It's it's the most important thing for me. Um, as an artist is the live element and and um, and you know that just comes from 15 years of, of playing countless shows live it's uh, it's an infectious energy that you really can't or I haven't been able to recreate through anything else I do and and I find that it's you know my greatest skill is is creating that that energy through live performance in that community so Burning out the night, we were full speed ahead Your feet up on the dash with my last cigarette Your dirty blown streaks, they were blowing in the wind Yeah, we were on the run, babe That desert sun was our sweet escape Five 
is still chasing down the sun Had a few too many strangers riding here shotgun Tonight it's just me flying underneath the stars I wonder where you are Part of that um, repeatability and making those songs that you want people to sing sing back to you and sing sing along with is part of that keeping things simple. I mean, keeping things relatively stripped down and 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 not not basic because you can have pop songs that, that definitely have a level of complexity. But just um, I mean, focusing on the hook rather than focusing on sort of a, any kind of a virtuosic instrumentation or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm not a virtuosic <laughs> <laughs> instrumentalist, so um, you know I, what I mean, though, right? Yeah, this great quote actually from Ryan Tedder, who's one of my favorites from the industry. He's one Republic's lead singer okay. and just a uh, brilliant songwriter. He's written so many great hits, but uh, he said something to the tune of like, you have to suck just enough. Um, and, 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 and that really resonated with me. Like, you know, there is a brilliance in simplicity and not you know, overcomplicating things and, and having those those big musical tangents. Um, to me, it's like the best way to to explain somebody to somebody is to explain it like you're explaining it to a seven-year-old. Yeah. So how can I explain my song to a listener like a seven-year-old's listening? You know, and, and, and if <laughs> it sounds kind of counterintuitive to, you know, the whole maturity and and uh, you know depth behind songwriting but can you can you create something that has depth but yet you know a seven-year-old can understand it is 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 the you know the juxtaposition there yeah no i i definitely i i know what you mean by that i mean i think a great example of that is is the ramones i mean my, my kids love the ramones i love the ramones mm -hmm. and when they were like five years old i would play them 
you know the, the first album and they, they would they would sing along to every song immediately like in the car yeah. you know give it like five minutes and they're they're singing along to everything on the record and it's because yeah it, it's simple it sticks in your head and some of the songs are deeper when you think about it but it's that that kind of chorus and and, and repeating and three chords and the truth kind of thing that that they're really it works for adults and kids alike yeah well, Blitzkrieg Bop's like one of the finest examples. You know, that is, you, you won't get much better of a hook than, hey, oh, let's go. Exactly. And yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure any seven-year-old, you know, after hearing that the first time is going to be yelling out that when it comes along next. But, you know, meanwhile, the song's about war and, uh, you know, like invasion. It's, it's, uh, it's an incredibly deep song, but... Um, uh, it's uh, it is definitely it comes with a lot of experience in songwriting to be able to do that and and that's what gets me back to that consistency thing is like you really can't teach those types of things yeah doesn't matter how much talent you're born with like you can get a head start obviously with talent but you only develop that kind of knowledge and and those kind of instincts by just doing it and doing it every day right so it's yeah well then it becomes that muscle memory for songwriting as well as playing right because you're you, you know how to, you know instinctively what's going to work and, and how to make a hook and and what's going to stick in people's heads because yeah like you said practice makes perfect yeah well and, and even now like i so i used to be a very um a very quick writer and I, and I thought that I had this natural gift like it, it would just flow out onto paper and and um, and as as I started to progress down the songwriting path um, I started to develop a little bit more of a filter for what was good and what was shit and it started to slow down my writing a little bit and uh, and I, I had to kind of look at things and and be like okay this this is you know it's <laughs> It's it's nice piece of writing, but it has no structure and it has no hook. Um, so now things are are kind of coming full circle. Where now I I have that filter and I'm getting quicker um, with things, and and I do think that that is a good place to be in to be able to have that filter, but to be able to quickly move to to the next place that needs to that you need to get to. I don't like sitting and and swelling on things for too long. Um, you know, I, I like to move on to a, you know, perhaps a different part of the song or a different part of the story if we're, if we're stuck on one part. Yeah. Uh, and the other big thing that I'd say to younger upcoming artists is finish everything. Um, like, unless, unless, you know, it's a total red flag disaster, but rarely are those the cases. I think my best songs have been recycled parts from other songs. Um, so finish everything documented voice noted on your phone yeah uh, write the lyrics in a google document save all your songs because i guarantee you you're going to go into a songwriting session one day with nothing and you're going to open up a google document and you're going to go what are we writing about today and then you're going to go oh yeah i have that song that i you know recorded from three months ago that i love the bridge to why don't we try that as a course yeah. type of thing and that that is literally how how I write is is um, trying to make use of everything that I've done and documenting everything I've done. Another scotch on a dark night. Now the dance with a cigarette. Another feeling that I can't fight. 
Holding hands with my regret Same bed, same heartbreak Same damn mistakes But I'm done thinking this is gonna kill me wants to hear your your music i mean say someone's listening to this and this is their first uh, introduction to you they might be from winnipeg they might have seen you play before or it could be someone who's just you know hearing about you for the first time what's the best way to, to find your music what would you encourage people to check out as far as your music yeah so whatever their favorite streaming platform is so the songs are on all all the dsps so if you're if you're a spotify person or if you're an apple music person you can just find it under garrett Nealis. um the one thing i am big on is music videos so if you do want to check out the visuals if you're that you know that mtv much music era person like i am uh, i still love the music video and i try and create as much visual content for everyone that i can so you can check me out on youtube as well that's a really cool platform to check out the live performances as well as music videos for the songs well and i know you're in you're in toronto now and most of the people listening to this are, are i'm assuming anyway in manitoba because it's a manitoba focused show but it, yeah. it, where can someone go to find out more information about you know potential shows you have coming up or or even more importantly new music that's coming out like you said you have things for 2024 that you're working on um, what's the best way to follow you online and, and find out what's new in your world? So I actually have a big EP release show coming up on November 16th at the Park Theatres. Okay, so, so you're back. Uh, you're back in town, yeah. yeah. 
back in town in Winnipeg at the Legendary Park Theater. Uh, so excited to be back there. We've got an all-star band coming on, uh, a couple of Winnipeg absolute all-stars. Uh, Cam Cordova is on drums, Jay Spodner on guitar, and Tyler Wagger on bass. Guys are absolute monsters. We got the King's Way opening up, and we're actually closing out the night with uh, a cover band that I play in called The Specialists, who uh, we're, uh, it, it's so much fun. And so, yeah, if you want to come check out the show, it's November 16th at the Park Theater. Um, and you can find all the information for the show through my Instagram or the Park Theater's website. There's an Eventbrite link. Um, and the best way to find out is just follow along on Instagram. I post everywhere that we're playing and shoot me a message, DM me. I, I love responding and, and, and having conversation with, with new friends, new fans, and, and talking about the music or talking about upcoming, upcoming shows. And yeah. Heard every lie, played every game. Had the upper hand, been put in my place Thought I outgrew that kind of love You came along, washed my hands clean Sold me on your touch, lit a fire inside of me But something about this just don't add up How you kiss me like a lover but you treat me like a friend Are you inconsistent or is this all in my head? I wish that I could let you in, but I see caution On the signs up ahead, the flashing lights keep haunting me I already know where this road leads Take my fears and throw them to the wind I see caution Is this for real? Can't even tell Did I make you mad or you just fighting with yourself? I haven't heard from you in ten damn days I opened up, swore to be an honest man You said you were all in I thought we finally stood a chance, yeah But I'll be damned Cause you're fucked just like a lover and it's messing with my head You build up all your walls and leave my messages unread we should be full speed ahead, but I see caution on the signs up ahead. The flashing lights keep haunting me. I already know where this road leads. Take my fears and throw them to the wind. I see caution. Caution, caution.